Hallelujah. Can I have a seat, please? Good morning. Can I have can I have the board? Thank you so much. Please, can I have the board? Good morning. How are we doing? How are we? I hope the... Um, how many of us have cash? Are we still in the... Eh? You need cash. I mean, but you guys are powerful. Now. You could just... What are you doing with your... Just pull it. Amen. Um... It's a very rare privilege to um, to stand before God's people this morning and then to share with us. I really would like to thank my papi, um, who is not here, but ably represented by Mama D. <laughs> and I also like to thank Mama D as well too for this opportunity. I'm really, really grateful to God. I thank God as well. Amen. Um, this morning I uh, have. A, a word to share with us. Oh, I have. Okay, all right. So this morning I have a very, very, very simple word. We're just going to have a simple conversation. But I believe that is a word that um, is for us and is timely for us in this time. How many of us here are called to the fivefold? Everything God has asked you to do has to do with being on a pulpit or just within the four walls. How many of us? Okay, how many of us here are, are sent out to be amongst the humans of the world? <laughs> okay, some of us are not sure. All right, so I'll take that again. How many of us have a calling in the fivefold? All you, God has asked you to do is, okay, I can see Mama D's hand. There's another person. How many of us, okay, Tolu, all right. So I, I was asking, how many of us are definitely sure that you've been sent out, out, your work is not inside here, it's not, you're not altar, it's not, do you understand? You're sent out to the people, raise your hand if you're, if you're, you're not sure again. If you're very sure, raise your hand. Okay, all people are not raise their hand. Roland, where? Where? Eh, Amaka Billions. No, your hand was not raised. You, no, it wasn't raised. For the last time, many of us are sent out to. Some hands are still not. Dio, you're not very sure. Oh, okay. Amen. When we come to church, we should come with our minds. Amen. Come with everything that all of you. Um, the conversations are not casual. Okay. So when we are, when we are asking the questions, they are actually specific because it's intentional. Okay. You, do, you don't come to church and then leave a particular... It's not as if you come to church and you brought your Sunday self to church. Then when you go back home, from Monday morning, as when it's 4 a.m., I don't know, depending on where you work, depends on where you're... Some people's day starts at 8 a.m., some at 3 a.m., some at 2 a.m. It all depends. But when you're... Wow, okay, reinforcement. Oh, I get it. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. 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 As as you know, I'm at your I'm at your mercy right now. Hmm. Amen. We'll manage it. Thank you very much. I really can we appreciate Bowali. Thank you so much. I put called him. 
Yeah, so there is nothing like, there is no Monday self, Tuesday self, and then Sunday self, right? Exactly. We are ourselves every day. We are children of God every day. So when you come here, we're just having a conversation. Abby, there are no wings on my shoulder now. There's no hello, hello over my head, right? Is there? Exactly, just me, Idara, Pastor Idara, speaking with you. So normal chat. So just be yourself. If your work is outside, how many? Raise your hand. If you don't raise your hand, we'll just line you up for the nation service immediately and send you inside because we have mission work to be done. So we are looking for pastors. So if you don't raise your hand, I'm looking, I've seen everybody not raise their hand. Pastor is going to get that list today. Amen. So I, 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 God has given me a word to speak to all of us who have our work outside. Who have our work outside. Pisa could always say that, and just as it is, the people that teach you would only constitute 5%, right, of the entire population. The bulk of us are practitioners. Our work is in the field. And so it's, there, is a, there is a way we are supposed to engage our work. Amen. There is God's thoughts for what we are supposed to do. There is a way God expects us to be. There is something God expects us to carry. And we're going to have a very simple conversation this morning with Daniel. A very simple conversation with Daniel. I just want us to enjoy Daniel. We might look at Esther a bit, but I want us to enjoy Daniel. Amen. So we're going to look at Daniel 1. Very, very interesting conversation. Very interesting conversation. What I'm sharing with us, you know, you'll notice that towards the end of last year, like maybe the second half of the year, a lot of the, of the conversation in our church became very focused and direct with respect to purpose, destiny, in terms of executing, not just coming into the awareness, but entering into the embodiment of everything that God has called you to be. And you can't take that out. We'll continue the conversations because it's imminent. We are, the, the times have changed. Do you get? The times have changed. There is no time to play hide and seek. There's no time to be casual. There's no time to be, I'm sure, I'm not sure anymore because Things are wrapping up very fast. And God is looking for people that he can place, he can put in places. So there is a way. Do you understand? The, God is already on the move, picking people to put in places. And so the conversations are very important for us to take, imbibe, restructure, amend, transform, anything. Just, do you understand? Just put yourself inside and just quickly just wear it and become it because there is no time. Have you seen how first month of this year has already has gone exactly there is no time the days are going to keep ramping up really really fast there is no time because the coming of the lord is imminent amen so i want us to look at daniel daniel's story is a very very interesting story very interesting who is on the this thing ah the way you already jumped to daniel 1 verse 3 how do you know that i want to go and start from there daniel's story is very very interesting because um It's amazing how something like this could have happened donkey years. You know when we even still speak about Jesus, we say that happened over how many years? 2,000 years ago. It's still the same 2,000 years. <laughs> now this Daniel happened way, way, way before Christ. Amen. So, but it's how you can look at something like this and how it still applies to us. And these are the things that makes me amazed and appreciate our God. Amen. 
that there is nothing new to God. Do you understand? Everything is already clear before God. Nothing is new to God. There is no situation that you are in. There is no context that you are in right now that is actually strange or alien that God has not already provided for or given away. That's why when, you know, when the Lord says that we will not have an excuse, it's really that we will not have an excuse because these witnesses will stand before the Lord when we are coming up with our excuse. Because we talk about Babylon, this guy is in Babylon. Funny enough, he went to Babylon as a slave. You're not even a slave in Babylon. So you, 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 even, have, you even have more will and choices compared to him. Amen. So we want to just put ourselves side by side with him and then check where we are. So um, Israel did what they, what, you know, they had been doing. And, um, and God had given them a word. In fact, God had given Hezekiah a word that he spoke about this time. That the time will come when, is it somewhere in Isaiah, I think 19 or so, or 29, I can't remember. But a time will come when the, when the king from Babylon would come, from Assyria would come, and then take the people, would ravage the temple, ravage the tabernacle, take the, the vessels of gold or silver, and take the choicest people, right, and take them to Babylon. So there was already a word that had gone out. And then, of course, so Israel did what, what they wanted to do. And in, in Jehoiakim's time, um, Nebuchadnezzar sent his guys and then they, rav they ravaged the people of God. And they took and cleared Israel out. Amen. They took some of their guys captive. They took some of their guys captive. I want to really speak to him. So Nebuchadnezzar was trying to set up an elite team. Not just any. So they took... This guy is literally the king of the world. He's literally the king of the world. He, has, he had dominated everybody. He has fought with all the major kingdoms. He had won everybody. Everybody was his slave. Everybody was, was sending tributes to him. Everybody was paying tax to him. He was the person to beat. And he decided that he wanted to constitute his elite team. He wanted to have a special set of people that would serve him. So when he thought of an elite team, he didn't think so far. He told them to go to Israel. He wanted the Jews. He said, go there. Please, can you, can you go to verse? Okay, I have my board. So please, I want everybody to look into their Bible. We are going to itemize some things. So we'll start from three. So the king spoke to Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Young men. So first of all, they were what? Is there someone that wants to help me to write? Chris is never Dami. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dami. Please, let's start for him. Thank you. Because my handwriting can be some way. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, qualification number one, young. All right. So, they had to be young, right? In whom there was no blemish. Wow. What font is this? <laughs> So they had to be young, 
Then the second is in whom there was no blemish. That's a qualification. That's they are fine. No blemish. No blemish. Just right. No blemish. Uh, now you say spotless, fresh. You know, fine boy, fine girl. No pimples. Exactly. <laughs> no blemish, but good looking. So that's the same thing. No blemish. You can write good looking slash good looking. All right. Next qualification. What do you see in your Bible? Gifted in all wisdom. All right. Next. Then the next is what? Possessing knowledge. So they, sub- they know. They are knowledgeable. Yeah. I just write that. Okay. And then the next, quick to understand. They are fast thinkers, right? They, they easily assimilate things. So, yeah? Fast, yeah. Fast thinkers. Assimilate quickly. Okay? Who had ability to serve in? Okay? So they had the ability to serve. All right. So these are the qualifications, right? Yeah, okay. Now please, right beneath the purpose, the reason why they wanted them was because they wanted to teach, get them together so we can teach them the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Yes, to teach them the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. The handwriting is very fine. Okay. Now I want to bring out something. Thank you, Dami. But maybe you should just have a seat around, you know, because we're going to be writing a lot. Thank you. If you go back to verse 3, I, I want to just point out something to us. Um, this is just by the side. Verse 3, Daniel 1.3. The king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs. Uh, the, the, the person that was put in charge of Daniel and his group was what? A eunuch. I just wanted to mention this just to, you know, just to throw it in. It's not quite clear. Nothing yes in the Bible that Daniel was a eunuch or not, but typically based on Babylonian history, the people who would have served in this capacity would have been eunuchs. And what it means to be a eunuch is basically that you're a male, you're castrated. Do you get it? Now, for an Israelite, not only is that an abomination, but is degrading. It's like you remove their masculinity from them, which is their pride, basically. Okay? I just wanted to mention it that their first entrance into Babylon is enough that they've already plundered your home city. They've, they've messed up everything that you know. They took it a step further and now decided to dehumanize them again and then to bring them down. I, I, I need to understand that when we engage in... So I know I'm using the word Babylon, like we're thinking in terms of that location and that era. I'm talking about this system. Do you understand that we're all operating... One of the things you have to understand, please, always have at the back of your mind, that the very first thing that happens when you're engaging the world system 
is the intention to first of all strip you of the identity that you know and that you have. First thing, first thing, it to strip you of the identity that so that you become completely dependent on them. I had a boss when I worked in KPMG. He actually said, he said that his leadership style is to first of all strip you of your personality. Strip you of your identity. Then he will now tell you who you are. And then you will live like that. You will basically become his lap dog. And that's what actually happened. Anybody that refused to bend to him, you will not have it easy with him. If you want to have it easy with him, you would leave everything you thought you were. You must become what he wants to define you as. So everybody that works with him has to be one particular way. He wants to make you ruthless. That is his goal. I don't care what your personality is, what you think you know the rest. I'm going to strip you. Usually, first engagement, if you're just very casual, is to strip you of your identity. And really, I, 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 I have a lot of burden about this because over the years, I've seen many believers slaughtered slaughtered in that field. Slaughtered. They are going to church. Oh. They are going to church, but they are slaughtered. They are already gone. They are slaughtered. They don't have their identity anymore. And they now live for something else. When we are done with our, we are study today, you will see that even though this had happened, they did this to all the children of Israel. There were sort of people that even though they did this to them, it did not take, it did not remove an iota of their identity from them. It did not. And you must fight for that. You, like, you must fight for it. You can't be casual. I used to think that, oh, I mean, if you just, if you hang around church, you'd know. Even if you're hanging around church or you think that, oh, maybe I'm a worker in church, it's not enough. You cannot be casual. Amen. I just wanted to say that as the, I wanted to just lay that first of all, that the world is a place of indoctrination. It's not just where you want to show your skills. It, it, what is happening in the world is indoctrination. I'm already jumping my, my notes. But what is happening is indoctrination. And the first thing that they will do to you is to take your identity, take what you know, take your confidence. Take your confidence. So you need to be sure what your confidence is in. Because what we will realize with Daniel and his friends is that if their confidence was tied to their masculinity, they would actually have been slaughtered. There was something, their confidence was anchored on something greater than anything that they actually had. Do you understand? Anything that was tied to their flesh. That's the reason why even though they did that to them, <laughs> they were still inwardly Jews. Do you get it? Yes. They were still inwardly Jews. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, they did that to them. And then these qualities, I want you to look at this very well, these qualifications. Because not just anybody gets, not just anybody gets here. This, don't forget this is an allied team. I'm saying this to us because of the word that has come to us. This is not a house that you're going to play in. When I mean small, there was a time when I, I shared with us, I think last year, and I said that greatness it's not really about how the world defines it. Greatness is basically you succeeding in whatever it is that God has given to you. As far as we are concerned, if it's God that's giving you that task, it's great. Because there's nothing that comes from God that is small. Do you get it? So I'm saying this to you because everything everyone is going to do here 
is great. It's going to be elite. Ask God to strip you of some carnal definition of elite, right? So that you don't enjoy yourself. Do you get it? But it's going to be. And there are sets of people that are being sought for to deliver it. Young. I can't lie to you. Young. Young. See, nobody's looking for an old person. Do you understand? Young. When I left school and I was going to get a job, my first job was with KPMG. There was an age limit. If you have passed 26, you cannot, you cannot write the exam at that entry level. Do you understand? If you have passed 26, what betide you if Nigeria had dealt with you? Maybe you started early, then Nigeria, they maybe you not read a six-year course or five-year course that then has Jara. Do you understand? So, do you get it? So, but we're young. Do you get young? No blemish, good looking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but that's what it is. Do you get it? It is what it is. Nobody wants to just send just anybody to just anywhere and just appear somewhere and then they'll ask you, Did you send to us? Do you understand? Exactly. Good looking. It's not a crime to be good looking. God actually likes it. Do you understand? Exactly. God likes it. Good looking. Not trashy, but good looking. Gifted in all wisdom. I want you guys to look at this very well because this is just basic entry requirements. Basic entry requirements. Knowledgeable. CM. There is no excuse for you not to be equipped, to be knowledgeable, to be skillful in the industry or the field God has sent to you on the basis of your spirituality. Now, I decided to put that there. Where I'm going to might be somewhere else. But you need to know that it's not an excuse. When you go to write aptitude test, it's not speaking in tongues that used to fill it up. If you come to meet me for an interview, that you're my church member, if you don't know, I can't help you. <laughs> the help I'll do for you is I'll say, you know what, let's go and register. Let's go and get some trainings. You need to beef up your skill. After I do that, then let's have this conversation again. At a certain level, I can help you. But at a certain level, <laughs> I can help you. This is elite. If you don't know, you don't know. Fast thinkers. Ability to serve. This is minimum entry requirements. The JD is out. We've sent the recruiters into town. These are the functional competencies and behavioral competencies. Right there staring at you. All of us should not be surprised. We engage this normally now. You see the JD. How many of us are looking for work here? Raise your hand. I'll not raise my hand. I'll not see my hand up. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Amen. Do you get it? Minimum entry requirement. It's in the Bible. Minimum entry requirement. Put that before you. Young, no blemish. Gifted in all wisdom. They know. They sabi. Amen. Yeah. I was going to add another requirement, basically. I should have added that. That should have been the first one. Is that they were Jews. They said you should go. You should go and get those people from, you know, from Israel. Go and get them. The best. The best of the best. Go and get them from Israel. Sons of Israel, sons, some, some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. 
from Israel. I want to announce to you that you are very, very attractive. <laughs> you are very, very attractive. You are very, very attractive. It is you. It is you. Some from the church. Some from the household of God. Some from the kingdom that they are actually looking for and they are searching for. You are very, very attractive. The search is already ongoing. There was a generation that that search went out for. They went and they represented God. The SU guys. The generation that did. The generation came after them and then some things happened along the way. Now that search has started again. 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 Because some things are already happening in the world. They are beginning to see that there is a place where knowledge is failing. So the search has already started again. You are attractive. You are attractive. Your first qualification is that you are a child of God and you carry the spirit of God inside you. Your very first qualification. Please, I want you to have that at the back of your mind. You are very, very attractive. My time is running very fast. And I thought that I will not... I just said, okay, amen. <laughs> so let's, let me quickly just jump because I can sit there. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Amen. So they wanted them to serve, right, in the king's um, palace. And they'll teach them the learning and the language of the Chaldeans. So I want to just stay on that a little bit. I'm being deliberate to take them in blocks. And that's why I wrote it there. To teach them the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Now, guys, can somebody guess what, is lit what was the literature of the Chaldeans? What was their literature? The literature was basically what was the, the, the body of knowledge that they basically that they. Can anybody guess? What were they good in? Eh? That's Egypt. <laughs> As Egypt. Can anybody guess? Sorry? No. Mm, philosophy, yeah. Anybody? No. Eh? Intimidation. This dummy, are you helping me? <laughs> okay, divination, yes. Astronomy. Yeah, so please clap. This is my, my helper for today. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Amen. The literature was basically built around mathematics and astronomy. Now, when you say astronomy, it's not there's nobody to do astronomy in the blues. That is just oh, how is the the cloud and it's uh, it's, 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 it's divination that they're after. Amen. That was what they that was the that was what they wanted to indoctrinate them with. That was what they wanted to teach them. That was what they wanted to teach them. That was what it, so when I said the world is a place of indoctrination, it's not just functional. See, eh? everything that we learned in school or they exposed us to in school was to make, was to indoctrinate a certain kind of thinking to us that makes us anti-God. So I read law. I read uh, mass communications. I, I, I studied medicine. I read the uh, technological enterprise and management in the in the 21st century. Do you understand? Like, it, it, it to, was to teach us the literature, was to teach us the system. You felt it was functional learning and skills you got, but it did something else inside you. It did something else inside you. Do you know the reason why we have a lot of arguments internally against the word of God? It's because of the learning that we have. 
And it was not because anybody actually told us that, no, this is the argument against this. It's just that in engaging that system, there is, there is, there is a part of our soul that is being fed and that is, being, that is being fed. If you're not now engaging and strengthening your spirit to counter that, you're going to get to a place where you'll be anti-God. So when they brought them in, since they already, I mean, you see, look at these qualifications. These people were already knowledgeable. They're already fast thinkers. They're already very amazing people. It would have been enough to just teach them their language, how, you, how, how so you can just be able to communicate with us well. But they had to take it further to indoctrinate them into their literature. Your daily engagements are not ordinary. They are not ordinary. The system is built to infuse a philosophy inside you that wants to make you anti-God. And don't forget that that is the battle. That is the battle. At the end of the day, the goal is that the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our God. And it's not angels that are going to come and enforce that. We are the ones that are going to enforce it. But what the enemy is after is to get the children of God indoctrinated so that there will be nobody to enforce it. So our invitation to come into and engage the world system, when many of us are looking for promotions and for open doors and for big doors only, those promotions and big doors that God is bringing to us are not, are not, are not, a, are not, are not a standalone. Do you understand? They're not a phenomenon in itself. There is a purpose and there is an intent for it. The battle is still the battle. It's not just the pastors that are about making the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God. <laughs> the, 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 the machinery that God has to do that, and all of us are sitting like this, looking, including myself, we are the machinery that God has to do that. But, it, the, but we need to understand that the people we're engaging with, it, they are very skillful. The system has already been built. It's very skillful. So we can't afford... Can you see why you cannot be casual? Can you see why you cannot be casual? Can you see the reason why you have to be fervent? It's not, it's not only those people that are called. That's why I asked us. It's not just people that are called that, that have a sense of, oh, I'm called to ministry. In the way we have defined ministry. Do you understand? And be like, I bet, I bet, leave me. It should be my own. It's just to make some money and give them money so that we can fund the missionaries. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just that. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you very much. All right, so let's quickly move on. So, the whole system wants to contaminate you. And then, so, um, we're going to teach them their literature and then move to the next verse. And then they were going to apportion for them the king's food for them to eat and the king's wine for them to eat. You know that ordinarily, 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 anybody would jump at this. Have you heard when people come and tell you about, I have a testimony. 
God opened a door that no man can open. Hey, what, what God has done for me. Ah, God opened a door that no man can open. Sometimes those doors is to defile you. They are portioned for them the king's food and meat. Now, don't forget that they got the nobles. So these are people who are used to eating the king's food and the king's wine in Israel. The only life they've known was within the palace. And so just be in their shoes. Somebody, they came, they fought war. My nation is ravaged. We are now dejected. We are poor. They even came and carried us as captives. And then out of the captives, they took us, some of us, special ones, into the palace of the guy that rules the whole world. Testimony number one. Testimony number two. They now said we are going to serve the king. Then they started giving us the food from the king's table. And then the king's wine. Why would you refuse it? Why would you want to eat like a slave? When you can eat like a king. <laughs> Don't forget that Daniel and his friends were not the only Jews. All the people that they put into this three-year school of training were all Jews. They all learned the laws of Moses. They all heard the prophet Isaiah. They all heard all the prophets that God sent to them. They knew all the stories of, of how God delivered them from Egypt. You know that the Israelites actually tell their children these things consistently? Consistently? Consistent. There is no Jew that doesn't know how God created the world, how they ended up, how the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, how they were in Egypt, what God, they, they can narrate it. They know it. It's, 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 it's part of their, their pride. A core part of who they are as a people. And so these people were like Daniel. So they knew all of these things. But when they got to that place, they forgot it. Because they were carried away with wanting the same comfort that they were used to. They had not valued the ways of God above every other thing. They had not valued the ways of the kingdom above every other thing. Their spirituality was not enough for them. Their spirituality was not enough for them. was not enough for them. So the first opportunity to remember again what it felt like to be noble, they dumped everything that they had been trained just so that they could eat the king's meat. And the truth is that many of us would have those opportunities. And it's a test. Because God wants to see those who are loyal to him. Immediately after this, I'll be, you begin to see why I said it's a test. Because God wants to see those who are loyal to him. God is going to open doors. Please, eh, after this service, you can listen to the message. You can listen to Papi's message on Mammon, you know, during SOD. You can listen to it again. God wants to open doors. And he's going to test us. Remember again, stewards of prosperity, listen to it again is a test to see those who are going to be loyal. And 
this is just a small piece of cake. And they failed the first test. Small piece of cake. King's meat that they've not eaten before. King's wine that they've not drank before. But the embodiment of who they are, they, they, they just dumped it. The question is, what, where is, what is your value system? Like, really, where, where have you put your values? This is where we throw up words like, wisdom is profitable to direct. God will have mercy on us because we have used that particular scripture to house all our rubbish inside. We've used that scripture very well to put all our nonsense behavior inside. And we, we hide it and now say, wisdom is profitable to direct. How many of us can truly be loyal to God when these opportunities stare before us? How many of us can turn our face away and say, uh-uh, I'm not going to take this. Please, guys, I'm saying it again. This was in the midst of other Jews, not even with unbelievers. So how many of us can be so, can dare to stand out, to be an outlier, that even when you're with your people that are your so-called believers, you're speaking in tongues together, you know, you know, person a believer, and you're seeing the majority of them going a particular line, but you know inside you that this is not the way of God. You would rather stay by yourself. Let the others do what they want to do, and you don't care what the consequences are. This is where many of us get to fail. This is where many of us get to fail. This is where many of us get to fail. Some of us think that, oh, no, Pastor Dara, I mean, that's a piece of cake. Now, how would you know? But you have not yet seen opportunity. <laughs> you've, not, you've, not, you've not seen opportunity. You've not, you've not yet come to a place to make some hard choices. I'm telling you the truth. You've not seen. You've not seen opportunity. You've not seen. You've not seen opportunity. I've had people that will say, just agree now. Just do it. After you do it, you ask God for forgiveness. God will always forgive. Then you continue. Just so you can maintain that seat. Just so you can maintain that position. (laughs) It's God that raises kings and it's God that brings down kingdoms. There is no seat you can keep for yourself. There is no seat. You don't have any security outside God. If you use your initiative to manufacture a seat for yourself, you have to use your initiative to keep that seat. You will be flawed. <laughs> you will be flawed. I, I promise you, whoa, they will flaw you. They will flaw you. You have better choose God. You had better choose God. They will flaw you. They were going to give them the king's meat and the king's wine. Why did Daniel not take it? Even just ordinarily looking at Daniel. Any food the king was going to eat was a specially preferred meal 
The king would not eat any food everybody is eating. The king only ate meals that were dedicated to their gods. The king only ate meals that were dedicated to their gods. For all of you that want to stand in places of power, let me tell you, in those places and in those corridors, it's not, it's not head work. <laughs> it's not head work. It's not head work. In those places, it's pure spirits. Pure. Pure spirits. Pastor, in the boardroom? Yes, in the boardroom. In the boardroom. Pastor, I didn't ask so rock, even more so. United Nations, of course. Of course. Of course. It's spirits. His agenda. I think I said this one during infiltrates. His agenda. An agenda is spirit. Agenda is spirit. Agenda is spirit. You have better wear your Christianity. You have better wear your spirituality. Do you think feminism is just a word? It is spirit. It is spirit. It is spirit. Do you think that people, people going about and saying um, the word inclusion? Inclusion doesn't mean, you know, we now, when we own, define our own inclusion in Nigeria now, we say, you know, we are bringing the women up and then we are bringing the poor. We are driving financial inclusion and the rest. Inclusion and diversity means a completely different thing. It is spirit. <laughs> Wear your Christianity and own it. Wear it and own it. The people that you're dealing with, everything that has to do with brain work is just entry requirements. When you go through that and come in, this is what qualifies you to stand there. But when you come in, your engagement going forward is not your brain work. It's not your brain work. Your brain cannot keep you. You would use your skill to do work, but your skill cannot keep you. Your skill cannot wage war. It cannot. So you do not dump your spirituality. You don't keep it aside. You don't. You don't keep it aside. 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 This morning, I hope, because they, had, they did it for me. They had to dismantle brilliance before you. Chase brilliance and intelligence. It's good though, but please, it's not, it's not that. Don't hype it. Don't hype it. It doesn't have that much value. It doesn't. There are places where it has value, but it has its limits. There are many things it cannot do. Your brilliance cannot convert your, your boss. Brilliance cannot counsel someone that is going through troubled marriage or a troubled life. Your brilliance cannot do plenty things. Your brilliance cannot, it's your brilliance that puts you in trouble. Yes, because when you're, when you're put in a place to make a certain decision that you know that, no, if I do like this, this is against God. It's your brilliance that will tell you how you can stay there and still try to end up on God's side. It's your brilliance. I know it's now because me too, I have it. I know it. I know, I know, I know those arguments. I know those conversations. I know those strategy sessions that happen 
in the night time. I know it. Amen. Amen. So you must be loyal to Jesus. And your, your spirituality must be everything. And you must declare it from the get-go. So in the next verse, Daniel told the eunuch. He said, ah, sir, I cannot, I can't, I can't do this. Verse 8, so Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. What makes somebody called eating the king's delicacies defilement? He's not a normal person, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So Daniel said, see, he did not say that, oh, you know, this thing doesn't work well with my body. And oh, ha. I, please, I don't want to take it. It will defile me. It will defile me. I remember I told one of my bosses one day, he said, I told her, I said, you can call me church girl. I said, the only reason why I'm useful to you is because I'm being trained by Jesus. It's because I have a pastor. When I was leaving my last job, I told my, the CEO, and I think he was saying something, and I told him that you have to be grateful to my pastors and my husband. They're the ones, that any value you think that you got from me while I was serving you, it was these people. They were teaching me the word of God. And that's all I did with you. And that's all I did here. He said that he might not defile himself. He was, he was intentional with his words. He did not try to cover up. He allowed the eunuch to know that this thing, you people might think that this thing is everything to you. But as far as I'm concerned, this thing is contamination. This thing is defilement. He did not mind his words. He said it the way it is. He did not try to cover up. He was not trying to sound politically correct. You know, the funny thing was, by the time you go to verse 9, just go to 9, I think that was where, now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. This is where we don't get it. Until we step out and we declare, we do not know that God had already paved the way. God had. It was not like God just brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill. God had already been working the favor for Daniel or any child of God that decided to stand out. He just needed him to first of all be bold to declare it. Then you would have now seen that God had already gone and made the way. Many of us are afraid to lose our place and position. But can we be okay to say that the place and position can go? Can it be okay? I've told a boss before that you cannot threaten me with promotion. You, you cannot. You cannot. I told her, I said, because promotion comes from God now. You can't threaten me with promotion. If I'm not doing the job, eh, put it in their prison. No, I'll go and see what did I not do well. I'll go and learn how to do it. If I do well, put it there. But don't say that. I did something and I did not do it. Don't, 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 it's not a carrot. You can't use that. It's not a carrot. You can't bribe. Pro, promotion. 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 I can be promoted here. Yeah, I can be promoted out of here. Yeah. Like it's cheap. Do you get it? 
Do you get it? Some of the things that they used to threaten us. One thing I started telling myself is, there is nobody I cannot stand before. If I can appear before the Lord God Almighty, and he, and he wants me to come the way I am, and he's okay with me, there is no human being I cannot stand before and be myself. I'm training myself on that one now because I've already started engaging with some people. And I've told myself, Idara, you're not going to have a conversation with this person and then you'll be shaking in your legs. When you go before God, you don't shake. You don't shake. You can't dangle anything. Because what you don't know is that God, you, you, you're already attractive. You already have favor and goodwill. It's already been worked out for you. Can you just be confident in who God has made? Be confident as be, in being a child of God. Be confident in your consecration. Hold on to it. Be confident. What's the worst that could have happened to Daniel? For not eating. The eunuch said it. If you don't appear well, they will kill me. If Daniel was emotional, Daniel would say, Oh God, I don't want this man's life to be on my head. I don't want this, the blood of this man. I, I, I actually felt for the eunuch because he could have lost his life. Unfortunately, people that he was dealing with, they don't actually care because even their own life, they are not bothered about it. The things that the enemy holds against us are the things that we hold here. The love of this world. Loving our life. We are so careful to want to protect it and that's the reason why he's able to hold control and influence over us. The day that thing, people talk about when the thing snaps, the day the thing snaps, we'll step into true freedom and liberty. True freedom and liberty. Guys, I'm here to tell you this. Jesus is looking for those that will be loyal to him in the marketplace. The first conversation in the marketplace is not that, oh, I'm, I'm a person in the marketplace. I'm going to make all the money. That's not the first conversation. Don't worry, you'll make money. That's not the first conversation. Because the devil too has apostles in the marketplace. They are making money, but they are doing other things. They are very aware of what they are supposed to do. They are doing it. Can we be aware? Can we be aware? Can we be aware? Can we be aware? The things that are formed in the place we are engaging is culture. It's not just doing job and any salary. It's not just making profit for a business. The lives of people are being formed and engaged. Who, who, who do you think are the ones at the forefront of shaping culture? It's, it's funny enough, you know it's not the pulpit though. It's not the pulpit. It's, it's those people that are there. When they are there in their suits, they don't, they don't appear like priests and priestesses of, of Satan. They don't. But they are pushing things. They are pushing things. People are setting up funds to push gay agenda, to push feminist agenda, to push everything. Believers are giving testimony of houses they are building for themselves, cars they are buying for themselves, better lives they are having for themselves and their children. Kingdom agenda is just flawed. Kingdom agenda is not there. But we are giving testimony that God is giving us promotion in, 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 in the world, in the marketplace. But then when it's time to get money to do church work, nobody is bringing it out. When it's time for someone to speak, nobody is speaking. Where are all the wealthy Christians speaking out about what's going on in, 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 in the north of Nigeria to the churches? 
Where are they? They are sitting down with governments and striking deals every day. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they speaking? Where? Who is talking? Who is speaking? Loyalty. Loyalty. How many of us would dare to choose God first? Over the opportunities that he's going to bring. Jesus is bringing opportunities. Doors are being opened. But the first door you open, it will be a very small one. Ha, it's a test. Don't say I not tell you. It's a test. It's a test. You'll be given an opportunity to choose. Amen. Sorry, guys. We're going to. I'm going to. We're still going to take some time to pray, but um, the matter is really very serious. Amen. So the. So they allowed them. They allowed Daniel to take the vegetables, right? They allowed them to. To take it. So Daniel said, you know, test us for 10 days. He wasn't difficult. Do you get? He wasn't trying to be difficult. He, <clears throat> he was very courteous. Please, test your servants for 10 days. Do you get? You don't have to be obnoxious because you're trying to show that I'm, I'm very spiritual. <laughs> That's not the spirit of God. Amen. Let us just have this. After 10 days, check us out. If it doesn't check out, no problem. We'll do what you want. But if it checks out, then, you know, 
And so they allowed them and realized that they came out better than every other person. So they just cleared all the king's food aside and allowed them to, to enjoy themselves. Amen. You know, at the back, I was even thinking that, couldn't they have offered to those other guys to say that, ah, are you sure people don't want? See, these people are turning out better than us. Are you sure you don't want to join them? But I'm sure those were like, no, 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 no. Leeks, vegetables, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a noble. <laughs> I'm from the royal family of Judah. But it's the things that God does that shocks me. Because verse 17 says, by the time they were done, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. What was our entry point? Minimum entry. And knowledgeable, right? But it now says that God came and gave them. <laughs> I know what it means for God to come and give you. I, Idara Esiobu, I know. There are some things that I know today. I did not learn it in school. There, are knowledge, there is knowledge that I have today. The knowledge entered me in prayer. I know what it's like for God to give you knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. I know what it is. I know what it is. I've sat in an exam in school where someone sat beside me and my head went blank. Like blank. Like they raised my head. My head was like this. This body, something on it. Oh God, I need something. It was like this handkerchief. White. Cleared, cleared. And the person knew that I was struggling. And she now said, let me help you. I said, no, I'd rather fail. And then the results came out. And I was, only two people had the highest score. I was one of them. It's not possible. In a law course, four credit units, you only answer one and a half question out of four. From that day till I finished school, the person, she sees me coming like this, she used to run the other way. Because she couldn't understand what happened. She did some squimishes. You understand? <laughs> I had another friend of mine sitting down. She spoke to that friend, help me out. The friend was like, I cannot help you. Then it happened to my friend. So that one stood up and let me. I not know now. So she now asked me, and I said, Ah, I lost her. I just greeted her. An elderly person, said, Auntie Elsie, you know, if it was before the exam, you know now, I mean, it's here for you. You already know how I operate. You know, I can't help you. And I turned to face my book to write. Everything has gone. And Auntie Elsie is writing. Ah, I'm like, what's going on here? I thought again. Think, think, think. Spoke it all, spoke it all. Let me help you. I said, no, I'd rather fail. So I left the exam hall, sure, that I failed the exam. So I was ready to write the course again. Until the next morning, somebody called me out of the blues from my fellowship. He was not around. He had already left school. Called me out of the blues. Like he just felt he should call me in the morning. How was how your exams? And I went to answer him. The tears just poured out. <laughs> and then he prayed for me. And I went home, came to Lagos to enjoy my life. When I went back to school, I went to go and check results. I did not bother to look at the grade. I just wanted to know if I had carryover or not. I just went, 
no failure. Okay, I left. Then one day, police officer was like, have you looked at that board? I said, no, go and look at it again. So I went, I now saw the course. I looked at everybody. Only two people had a B. Only two people had a B. Idara's name is there. How? How? I know what it's like for God to give knowledge. I've sat down in places where I did not have time to get ready for something. I cannot cheat. I cannot do some things. So I was surprised at the outputs that came from me. I have surprised myself many times than one. I still surprise myself many times than one. I won't lie to you. There was a time when I thought that it was because I was brilliant. The Kukuma showed me that it was not your brilliance because it shut down. There was a time when I was struggling because I thought that it was, it's, I'm, everybody says I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. I know it. I have a niece very, when she was very young, very, very pretty. There are very fine girls in my family. Very, very pretty. And she knew it. So she would say, I'm pretty. She's in the U.S. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. So me, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. <laughs> Everybody said it. I've been telling you since I was a child. Since I've been, you can imagine if I'm still this, you know, but it's, you can imagine how I was when I was a lot younger. I was very, since I was like that, they have been saying it consistently. Two things. She's brilliant and then she knows how to dance consistently. <laughs> I've heard it over and over again. And then I now thought it was the brilliance. I thought it was. I thought so. I thought it was. But your brilliance is just the level playing ground. Don't overhype it. Brilliance. There is the one that God gives. This is their brilliance. Minimum entry requirements. They by themselves. They're already trained and they have it. Then there's the one that God now comes to give. So they took these guys to a three-year school. Then God now came to now give some portions. And to these four young men, God gave them knowledge, skill in all literature and wisdom. There is the one that God gives. It, is, it comes with distinction. You know, nobody will be able to trace where it came from or how. They'll just be thinking. People will come and ask you, what is your thinking process? And you, the, the truth is, you tell them, you know, I, I really can't explain it, but I think it's like this. There is the one that God gives. And then he now added another one. And Daniel, it was God. Not that Daniel had it. Another version, NLT. And God now gave Daniel, please look for NLT, this scripture, Daniel 1.17. And so God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude, unusual, unusual, unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. Unusual, unusual. You know, you can go on Google, you can do research by yourself, you can do many things, but then there is one that God gives. There is one that God gives. There is one that God gives. There is the one that, there is a way God can open your head. God opens people's heads. I know it. God opens people's heads. God opens people's heads. There is the one that God gives. Unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect. It is possible. <laughs> every aspect. There is the one that God gives. But it's to the ones that are loyal. It's to the ones that don't call this 
Even this that God gives, you don't even now hold it as a treasure above your spirituality. There is one that God gives. Unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. And you're going to see the reason why. And that's why you're going to pray today to ask God. Because there, there is a particular token that God must give to you for where you are going to. And where God is sending you to. There is an unusual aptitude and skill that God must give to you for where you're going to. That you need there. You think what you need is A. But what you need in that place is E. Only God knows. Only God knows. And God gave Daniel the special ability. This next verse. And when the training period was ordered, ordered by the king was completed, they went and presented them to the king. Next verse. The king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel and the other three. So they entered the royal service. Next verse. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of who? And in his... Was it not book that we came to do? How did magician and enchanter enter inside? Who were they comparing them against? Who were they comparing them against? Was it not book we came to do? Was it not book? How do you call me to come and write jam? You now say I should come and interpret dream. How does it mix? You told me it's human resources. You told me it's human resources. Now I have to deal with mental health issue. Where, in which, in which, in which, when I was doing industrial and personal relations university, where, where did they now say that this mental health like this? How, does, how do I know this coist coist that is doing the person? Where, where do I want to start from? Is it not book? And they found them ten times better than magicians and enchanters. From all knowledge and wisdom. What you need, brilliance, is the flaw. Your intelligence is the flaw. What you read in school is the flaw. Getting trained in your skills. You have to do it, but please remember, it's basic. For the planes we're engaging in, it is basic. It will get you through the doors, but that is not what you're going to use to operate. That's not what you're going to use to win. We will get it because we have to get through the doors. But when we get into the doors, it's basic. Because the very next chapter, the first thing that now happened, aside their duty, was that all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And he refused to tell all his normal astrologers, his magicians and enchanters the dream because they have been lying to him. Because when they went to tell him, tell us the dream, he said, I will not tell you because when I tell you, you're going to concoct something for me. If you truly know it, come and tell me the dream first. Wow. Then you tell me the interpretation. Then I know that you know of the truth. That was the first promotion exam for Daniel. The promotion exam was not, Daniel, how are you keeping the books? Daniel, I need to do a 10-page presentation on how we are going to move the kingdom forward. 
Daniel, we realize that the tax revenue is dropping. We need to come up with a plan, a strategy on how we're going to ramp up the revenue because of our budget is underperforming. First promotion exam is what is our problem? <laughs> Guys, the world right now <laughs> does not even understand the problem that he has. What we have learned in MBA, what we have learned everywhere, it is failing. It has failed. They can't understand it. COVID-19 came up. They said that we would die on the floor. Everywhere. With all our inefficiencies. We Kukuma knew that the only place we could run to is God. So they ended up now looking around and saying, they now went and hired the NCDC, the head of NCDC in Nigeria, to join WHO because they were amazed at what happened in Nigeria. And the guy did not do anything, no. We Kukuma know that he did not do anything. We know he did not do anything. It was God. But because God showed up for us, the guy became a star on what it is that God had done. Even he as he's dead now, he can't explain to them what he did because he did not do nada. He did not do nada. And then we defied everybody. Because at that point, everybody, plus rich, plus poor, plus old, plus young, everybody. I, I took communion for like a year plus, every day, consistently. We, <laughs> because I had, to, I had to go out. I had to, I had to meet people. So I kukuma took because the only reinforcement that I had was this thing. It's even possible that some of us even had the COVID. But it did not do to us. It didn't. All the parameters for how COVID could have gotten everybody, we had it actively working in this Lagos everywhere. Like it was, the, the environment was set. It was, it was, it was rife. It was ripe. You just had to carry it and plant it and just wait, hold your hand and watch it play out. But the movie did not play exactly the way they expected. Because there are some things that human knowledge cannot, cannot, there is a limit. Brilliance has its limits. In the seat of power, on the corridors of power, what comes to play is more than brilliance. You have better ask God to give you the token of what you need to be a king where he's sending you to. To be a king where he's sending you to. Because when Daniel heard it, they gave law, go and kill all, all the wise people, including Daniel and his, and his uh, brother. And he, he, he said, you know what? He told the head of the, um, the brigade, please, let me just have a word with the king. He said, you know what, King, just give me time. I will come back. Because he was sure. <laughs> I will come back. They went and then they prayed. And they prayed. And they prayed. Don't forget that interpreting dreams and vision was not part of the literature they taught them. But God went and gave it to Daniel. Because Daniel needed it. If God did not give this to Daniel, they would have perished with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So God gave this to Daniel. And you see that consistently in Daniel's journey, it was the interpretation of dreams and visions 
that was necessary to unlock the next level for him. To bring him into inroads to keep serving all the kings. All the kings and the kingdoms. To keep serving all the kings and the kingdoms. It was what brought him, gave him the inroad. Please, I'm begging you, don't hype your brilliance. Don't hype it. It is not enough. It is basic. It is basic. It is the flaw. It is the flaw. Your brilliance is a flaw. Where your spirituality? Tell God to give you a token. It is not your brilliance. I, I, I promise you, it is not your brilliance. Right now, brilliance is failing many people. It's failing, failing on many fronts. It's not your brilliance. People are looking for real solutions. Real solutions. What would have been the destruction for them now became an open door because God already knew. So when they went through, God gave him the token before he got there. God already knew that this is what you are going to need. God knew that Daniel needed it. God knew. Your own might not be dreams or vision it might not be but there is a skill there's an ability there is there is there is a, there is a spiritual token there is something that only a child of god can wield that you need for where you're going to we don't all need exactly the same thing we don't all need exactly the same thing Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. i don't know why daniel was not there maybe they sent him on errand i don't even know but those ones had 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 crazy courage <laughs> their head are turned upside down. They saw fairy furnace. Furnace that before they even took them there. The, first people, the people that, be, that went to go and make it hot, very hot, the thing burnt them. They saw it. They still did not change their mind. They still entered in. Yes. Because there are things that leave people in awe and wondering, what kind of human being is this? I want people to wonder what kind of... I don't want to see... They, they, they will not see me coming. Oh, I would have already happened to them. Yes. They will not see me coming. I would have happened to them. And then even my happening to them will not, it will not be everything to me. It will, not, it will not mean so much to me. Because I'm on to the next. Because I'm on to the next. Because I'm on to the next. I'm a weapon in the hands of the Lord. And he can, he can throw me. They will not see me coming. But I have to free myself from, I, you know, their, their desires. Peter could say that you, you, oh. If you're attached to the things that they want, you're not sent to them. If you're blown away by the beauty, supposed beauty, of, then you're not the one sent to them. If we are carried away with wealth and splendor, we are not the one sent to them. Can we trivialize that? You know, can we, can we, can we, can we come before kings, like I said before, and not shake because you stood before one that is greater? Can we have courage? To say the truth, can we have courage to be the only ones that stand, even when other believers are going the other way? Can we? Can we not throw up the word, wisdom is profitable to direct because we are trying to cover for our mistakes? Can we own up? I'm not saying that we are perfect people. There are times when we we'll make some decisions. We, we, but, 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 but we, we, we will own up. We will own up. We'll, it will not be alive. We will not, we'll not be so attached to things that we want to keep it. Anything that you can't keep. Oh, my time is up. Anything that you can't keep. Anything that God did not give you. Anything that you need to use your energy to keep. <laughs> you have to do away with it.
98% of us here. This is God's word to us. Because that is where you're sent to. That is where you're going to be. Don't, don't fight to be promoted. Don't struggle for promotion. I'm begging you. Don't struggle for visibility. You're, you're, don't, don't become worldly. If an unbeliever is strategizing on how he wants to be big, how he wants to be seen, that, that cannot now also be your strategy. You can't be having the same purpose. You can't be having the same objective. I'm not saying be mediocre. But I'm saying that what pumps your heart should be your God and Jesus. Jesus will show up for the people in these times for the people that choose to be loyal to him. Ah, he will back you up. He will back you up. He will back you up. But we are going to have layers of tests. Layers of tests. Layers of tests. Test after test after test. As you pass it, you enter into more authority. As you pass it, you enter into more authority. You know, our time is fast spent. You see that Daniel's, his, his, his capacity kept expanding, kept growing. His reach kept growing. He kept growing. He kept growing. Until Darius now wanted to make him the, the head of all, all, all the wise men. But it was test upon test upon test. The marketplace is very attractive because there's a seed of greatness inside us. And when it calls, you feel the, I feel it, I feel it every day. I feel it. But it looks like that is all that there is, but that is not all that there is to your life. That is not all that there is. You need to put it where it is. Beside the kingdom of God, this is baby cake. It's cheap. Your consecration and your spirituality is everything. Is everything. You should be able to be willing to let anything go that would want to take that from you. You're going to go to the world. You're going to go to nations. You're going to go to nations. You're going to go to nations. You're going to go to places that will challenge the very core of what you believe. If you want to behave as the Romans behave, you will be flawed. Jesus is beckoning on us. This destiny that is knocking is asking for your loyalty. Just be loyal to him. The rest will come. Can we just pray to the Lord? Can we just consecrate ourselves again? Can we just can we just give ourselves over to the Lord? Can we just lay our lives again? Can we just lay our lives again?
the Lord to form you and mold you for where he's taking you to. Ask him to give to you the deposit of heaven that is required for where he's taking you to. Then the things that you know that you already have, can you lay it on the altar before him and then just give it to him and release it to him? Can you just give it to him and release it to him? Tell him that he is your confidence. He is your covering and your confidence.